Hey Tall Skulls, Nick here. Sorry to have to do this again, but it's Omen's fault this time. So, there's that. So, Omen's recording was not up to wonderful standards, and he's got some feedback and some fuzz and some white noise. I've done my best to edit it out and put silence in where it, it's supposed to be, but there's always going to be a little bit of fuzz in his speech for this episode. So please bear with us. We're going to address it. We're going to make it better. You shouldn't have to listen to fuzz. We're better than that, and you deserve better. So thank you for sticking with us. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, dust off your fourth grade diploma, check the expiration date on your indulgences, and play Jenga with the building blocks of ancient institutions. Because it's time to talk tall to me. This is Talk Tall to Me. I am Nick McGill. And I am Omen Sade. We are the deacons, the nuns, and even the priests of the good word of Jethro Tull, bringing it down to you verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We preach the word from God's lips to your ears, and by God I mean Ian Anderson. And we bring you through every step of the way, from his first utterances all the way up until his most recent ramblings. Assisted by the archangels of Jeffrey Hammond Hammond and the sweet cherubs of Martin Lancelot Barr. That's right. Weekly, songly, here we are. We are here for the final song off of Aqualung. Yeah. A pretty important moment. This is the end of album four. I can't believe that we've made it this far, Nick. Yeah, we've gone over a whole year and we've made it through four super solid albums and we're just we're getting into even better territory after this. And we're still friends. And we're still I mean, we still talk on a regular basis. <laughs> that's that's the amazing thing. <laughs> so Nick, what are we listening to today? Today is again our final track off of Aqualung. It is Wind Up. Let's have a listen. When I was young And they packed me Off to school And they taught me How not to Thoughts, Omen, on Wind Up. It is the the way in which we wind up the album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is it it is multi meaning and it 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 does multiple jobs. It's a multi tool. It's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, besides just being the last track, I do think that it provides a sense of resolution for the listener in terms of the, the journey on, on religion that we've been on through the course of this album. Yeah, certainly, certainly for side B. Definitely for side B. Yeah. It's, by the way, if you didn't know my thoughts on religion, here you go. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty scathing. It's pretty, pretty strong words. It is, but, you know, I also think that there's a, a greater sense of personal positivity in mm. the, at the end of it than, than with the other song. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I'm overcoming your shortcomings right. to succeed. It's a personal victory song. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on your face as I climb out of this hole. Yes, yes. <laughs> By the way, I am still wearing my soccer cleats. Yeah. Even though you kicked me off the team. Is this <laughs> is this song referencing was the school that he got kicked out of? Was that a Catholic school? You got to wonder. Yeah. I mean, I I think that we don't know. Mhm. But I would feel comfortable saying it probably was yeah that certainly that first that first verse feels all about that that being said i mean he does say sunday school as well so maybe he is just referencing going to sunday school but this feels more this feels like a five day a week school not just a one day a week yeah school. it does it does i mean you know we We've talked a lot on this podcast about the different kinds of songs that Ian Anderson writes. Mm -hmm. Some of them are purely fantastical. Some of them are, you know, story-based where, where they're clearly a product of his imagination or, or sparked by a real event, but then, you know, highly extrapolated. And then there are the ones that are autobiographical in some regard. And this really feels like the latter. Right. There are, there are some that are like... Are, that are veiled autobiographical. This feels yeah. straight up. I'm telling this about me. Yeah, it does. It really does. I think. Let's say. Let's proceed as if we are going to make the assumption, perhaps, which is incorrect, that this is based on his experiences as a young person at a religious institution. Mm -hmm. In that case, everything kind of follows. You know, if they if they did kick him out because he what was it refused to accept corporal punishment? Yeah. Oh yeah, he he would not allow them to whip him, and they said, "When you are ready for to be whipped, you come back and let us know." Well, and I wonder, you know, I wonder what if it was a religious institution. I wonder what the the spiritual overtones of that was. You know, what was there an element of, you know, this isn't just our punishment for your misbehavior, this is God's punishment. It's penance. This, it, exactly, it's penance. Yeah. And so by refusing this, you're actually distancing yourself from God and from heaven. Which I imagine would leave one hell of a sour taste in your mouth. Well, yeah, and for a young person, you know, that could really scare you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're buying into that whole thing. And even if you weren't, I mean, even if you had doubts about it, that's a frightening... The whole world of Old Testament Christianity is yeah is the the scariest story that I've ever read, and I've read Goosebumps by R. L. Stein. Sorry, sorry, R. L. Old uh, Old King James puts your stuff to shame. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
the Old Testament stuff, the 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 fire and brimstone, the the scary, the scared straight portion of the Bible mm-hmm. um, is certainly one very common way, and I'm sure it's still in use to keep high school kids in line in a Catholic school. Now, here, let's say we've made this assumption. Here is a further question. He has the the sort of micro-chorus, well, you can excommunicate me on my way to Sunday school and have all the bishops harmonize these lines. Mm -hmm. Many people who went to religious institutions learned as part of the standard coursework music. Yeah. Including our friends and uh, and everyone's friends, the Beatles. Right. So is it possible that Ian Anderson had his first exposure to music theory at this institution? Mm. And now, now he's turning around and saying, look, the thing that you... Of the things that you were teaching me, I've taken one of them and become so good at it and, you know, like, it's become my life. So you can keep your religion and you can keep your fear. And I have this music. So go ahead and harmonize this. Yeah. Put this in your pipe and... Put this in your sensor and, and waft it to the, the chapel. As you, as you slowly walk down the aisle. I don't necessarily... Out of those two lines, I don't get the, the aspect of... At least I got music out of this. Right. But I do. It does feel very much like a, to, to quote you, we'll harmonize this. Yeah. I couldn't have put it more more safe for work and better. <laughs> I, I couldn't quite think of how I was going to get that point across. But yeah, harmonize this works very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's basically saying, you, I mean, you want to get rid of me, you get rid of me. I, I've got all... I don't need you anymore. Right. And in fact, I've, I've become, you know, I've become, you were trying to create me in your image mm-hmm. and I have, and I have created myself in my own image, which is infinitely more powerful than anything you could have imagined. Yeah. And prior to that, I mean, I think it gives us one of, of many examples of reasoning as to why he's okay not being a part of the system. Why is that? That second stanza. I asked this God a question, and by way of firm reply, he said, I'm mm. not the kind you have to wind up on Sundays. And I asked this God a question, and by way of firm reply, he said, I'm not the kind you have to wind up on Sundays. Yeah. So he's essentially saying that the religious institution treats God like like one of those monkey toys that claps its symbols mm-hmm. together that you t- take out of a box once in a while yeah, to play with. Exactly. And this isn't the first time that we've had something on this dynamic of relationships that you know the the contrast between the the personal and spiritual connection with the divine and the dogmatic religious institution. I mean, that's that's a theme that's running through this entire side of the album. Rampant, I would say. It's running wild. It's Someone get a, a trank gun? <laughs> get it back in the zoo. 
I just want to I want to address wind up the term wind up. Oh, yeah. It's a term with multiple meanings, isn't it? So like like you said in the beginning, wind up could mean to like wrap something up. We're winding it up. We're winding up this album to wind up like you the the next an, uh, analogy to wind up actually s- like spin a dial and wind up the gears of something that that uses tension to then unwind and perform an action. Right. The monkey and the symbols, a pocket watch. Right. And another, a Britishism for wind up is to to take the piss out of someone, to to get them upset, to mm. fluster them. Yes, yes, yes. Don't pay attention to him. He's just winding you up. Yeah. Which to me, I think, feels the most poignant definition for how these people are addressing God and treating God. Well, and also, I think that this song is a bit of a wind-up to the church. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, there's, a, there's a, another definition to wind-up, meaning to, to arrive by happenstance somewhere. Mm, okay, yeah. I wound up at the Bowery because... Because I got lost? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, my favorite wind-up... Omen is wind up right now because he's two bottles in. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. I think that might be a different spelling. Oh, it's a, there's an apostrophe there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, I love, that it, I love that he calls out specifically his old headmaster. Mm-hmm. So to my old headmaster and to anyone who cares before I'm through, I'd like to say my prayers. And that's the one that makes me really think that it is the, that is, it, it, it was the experience in his high school or, or whatever it was called when he stopped going to school. Right. I imagine there was, I imagine there was a, a little chat that was had toward the end. Yeah. Or maybe a series of little chats. I, yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying that I bet it wasn't a one-off situation where for Ian, for the very first time, got called to the, the headmaster's office and and was given the option to be whipped or leave. I'm sure he's been there a couple of times before. I just can't imagine, like, would you rather be whipped or would you like to leave? Yeah. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll leave. <laughs> just, it's... It's a matter of priorities and and thinking that you have the control of the person that that taking a couple of licks from a switch is better than not being in school. Well, and I imagine there's a lot of guilt leveraged in this case as well. Sure, you know, sure. Oh, are, are you going to leave and become a disappointment to your parents, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Think of all they've done for you. Well, speaking of parents, let's go down into that first bit. Yes. That gets into the when Martin rips in with the electric. Um, it's, it's pretty good. How do you dare tell me that I'm my father's son when that was just an accident of birth? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. Yikes. I'd rather look around me, compose a better song, cause that's the honest measure of my worth. How to dare to tell me that 
Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, and I think I really think that that those lines there are kind of the heart of this song. I mean, and father has a double meaning as well. You know, there's his literal biological father, mm-hmm. and there's also you know our father who art in heaven, etc. Sure. And either way, it's pretty harsh. To me, it it does feel like the former, though. It does feel like his his birth, his biological father. I agree. I think so. And let's just follow that logic there for a second. Yeah. What what exactly is the argument that he's making? I am I'm only my father's son because that's the way the DNA dice got rolled. Like I could have been anyone's son yeah. or anyone could have been my father. I will always be a father's son. Right. Yeah. But I exist on my own terms. I'm more than just that. That is that is not my that is not who I am. Right, right, right. And a very effective form of control that is used in religion and cults is not allowing mm-hmm. people to have personality and have individuality. So you are all you are my sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Matt. If I am if if I am provided for, who am I to want something more? And Ian Anderson is out there being like, I know sheep, I am a cashmere goat. Yes. He is the cashmeriest of goats. Jeez. And he's saying, like, my creativity, my making music, that is who I am. I'm not just Ian Anderson, son of John? What's this? Uh, Robert um, Boiler Fluid. Yeah, that one. B Fluid President. <laughs> that's that's the full name. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's traditional Scottish name. Yeah, I, uh, I I I don't think we had the pronunciation right, but I think you I think it's, it's yeah, right. yeah yeah. Probably sounds better in Gaelic. Yeah. And to end that, that's really a bridge because then it just repeats the first bit again in in electric form. To end that bridge, in your pomp and all your glory, you're a poorer man than me as Mm. you lick the boots of death born out of fear. Not not really holding back. Is that it? <laughs> line? I didn't know that line. I never understood those lyrics until I I, I read them yeah. in the process. Woo! Same. Yeah, it's spicy. Yeah. Lick the boots of death born out of fear. Mm-hmm. Wow. Another death reference in a religious song. Because remember they were something up pra- praising Jesus and uses using his name in death, something like that. Yeah, a cu- yep, you got a couple, it. couple songs ago. Yes. Same process, and the, the fear is is the fear of going to hell. The fear is fear of being punished. So you you stay in line and you do what you're supposed to do because oh no, if I don't, I'll go to hell. Yeah, but I mean, the imagery of 
bootlicking is yeah. really strong. Yeah. I mean, that's like... They're strong words, very, very much so. Yeah, I, that's... You know, it's it's funny. It's it's almost like a an inversion, or not an inversion. It's it's a bastardization, a perversion, or, or a perversion exactly of the image of washing Christ, Mary Magdalene, washing Christ's feet. Yeah, you know, you have on the on the side of piety and love, you have washing the feet on the side of like fascist fear like weird lowering oneself debasing oneself mm -hmm. you have licking the boots yeah and and mary washed jesus's feet with her hair right so it's it's still another it's still using the body to do this process but it's it is yeah it is a, a perversion for sure so in in your pomp and all your glory you're a poorer man than me so here we're not talking about i don't think we're talking about earthly riches no no, I th I think it's it's the richness of piety. Yeah, or and and spiritual freedom. You know, the richness of freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's you worshiping fear, and here's me expressing my own individuality, which is which makes me closer to the channeling of God than 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 you. Right. Ian Anderson is channeling. The divinity of God through the lightning rod of his flute, and the bishops are cowering in their very fancy robes. They're cassocks. Cassocks. Is that a thing? Isn't that like cassock? Is, yeah, cassock. Isn't that a robe? Am I making that up? I thought a cassock was some was a like a hun on horseback. I don't think so. Maybe you're right. What am I, what am I no, a cassock is a robe. Yeah. Oh, great. Or soutane, Christian clerical clothing. Oh, good, good job on the alliteration there, Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Used by the clergy of Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Anglican, Lutheran, and Reformed churches. Right. Oh, and it's you know we 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 have been saying Catholic all throughout. I think it's worth remembering that probably it was Anglican, the denomination that he was involved with. Sure, fair enough. Because of your friend and mine, King Henry VIII. Oh, Hank Ocho. A big man. A big man with a big plan. I mean, the the plan to start a whole new religion. It's amazing what, what power grants. The crazy thing was that that was just a byproduct of his actual oh, yeah. plan. Yeah, right, right. Just to, just to divorce a lady so he could have a son. Yeah. There's so many people, you know, throughout history who are like, oh, I'm going to create a religion so that I can do this. And he was like, oh, I'm just doing things. Yeah, new religion, sure, whatever, whatever it takes. Is, it, is that the equivalent of creating a shell company with an offshore, like, It's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, oh, corporate won't let you do it. He's like, oh, corporate won't. That I'll just be corporate. Right, yeah, exactly. Nailed that one. That was good. Yep. The Catholic Church. Well, what about the Schmatholic Birch? Oh, I I worship at the altar of the sh the sh Schmatholic. Nope, there's a third one. I couldn't one. do it. I couldn't do it. Schmatholic Birch. I know I got it that way. Yeah, Schmatholic Birch. Schmatholic Birch. Anything else content-wise on this omen? I mean, there's there's not a whole lot because it just gets repeated another time. I mean, I do want to pull out, I didn't mind if they groomed me for success or if they said that I was just a fool. I 
didn't mind if they groomed me for success <laughs> or if they said that I was just a fool. That strikes me as a reference to some sort of system of playing favorites to the students. You know, I can imagine a scenario, and you see this at a lot of institutions, not just religious institutions, but any human institution mm -hmm. where where advancement is possible, mm -hmm. that some people get groomed for success and some people are written off. Right. And he's like, and we don't know into which category he fell. I mean, I can imagine maybe he was, maybe, maybe they did like him at first. Maybe they were like, oh, this kid's going to go far. We're going to make him successful. Yeah. And he was like, I don't like your stupid rules. And they're like, but don't you see, we only want to beat you so that you can advance in the ranks and become a successful... So later down the line, you can beat other kids too. You can be... Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he was like, I reject your entire structure. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was never invested in the first place, so he didn't care. Right. And I imagine they... There must have been some sort of, they must have seen some sort of potential because remember he, he moved into that school l a little bit later on. So he was kind of fresh meat. Most, most people grew up in that, that school. So they would know the kids at that point, but he was new to the whole thing. Right. Well, and clearly he's an intelligent and driven person. So that right. must have expressed itself when he was a kid. And been seized upon by his educators. Right. At, at, at least having shown itself in terms of music, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, he was always dabbling with, with little school bands here and there. So, so maybe they thought they could redirect. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, shall we move on to the musical aspect of this song, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I just want to say John Evan really is earning his keep in this song oh yeah he saved the the really good piano for when he actually got fully hired clearly right <laughs> like the first the first eight songs are purely proba probationary yeah I'm, I'm not gonna give you everything i got right off the bat no no leave him wanting more yeah although wouldn't that would, wouldn't it also be wise to really, like, impress them and have them be like, wow, we do need to hire you? Maybe. It's, they're different strategies. That's true. Different strokes for different folks. Now. I was not groomed for success. I think that's clear. Different, different pianos for different... What rhymes with piano? Oh. Miano. <laughs> I can't argue that. Not really a word. No. Exactly. No. Bandano. Old banjo. Bit of a slant rhyme. <laughs> and and miano is any better? It's a better rhyme. It's not a <laughs> word. All right, I, I see how we are how how we are judging the the answers now. <laughs> it was not clear. You know, and this brings me back to something that I think we, we read or heard Ian Anderson say a while back, which was about John Evan, which was that the presence of John Evan allowed Ian to compose mm. in, a, in a new and different mm -hmm. way. And I think this is a really great example of that. Sure. I, I don't think that this song would have the same power and the same 
sophistication, I want to say, if it was just guitars and, and bass and drums. Yeah, without that piano, it even with the piano, it does feel like a much simpler song than we've been hearing. It, I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of depth musically to it. But it would be even even less if there weren't piano. Exactly, there. exactly. I think it would it would be a little cloying because it is, and this isn't a critique of it; it's just an observation. It's repetitive. It has mm-hmm. the same tune, mm-hmm. the same structure over and over again until we get to the, the little mini chorus, and it's effective. But I think bringing the piano gives it another texture and allows the palate of the listener to appreciate it more crunchily. I think so. I think so. Having that extended piano bit in the beginning makes the switch over to the electric much more palpable. It's not just a a dinky little kind of warm up and then we jump right into the electric. It really drives home the feeling that these sentiments could be both slow and almost melancholy but also there can be a fire behind there. There could be there could be That's right. a drive, an anger almost. Absolutely. And you know, you just touched on something, Nick, that I hadn't uh, hadn't occurred to me, which is that, you know, as much as as much as Ian clearly rejects the institution of the church and seems to despise the institution of the church, do you think that there is an element or perhaps some part of him that feels a loss for having not been included in a community or, you know, that he's got a some degree of sadness about that. Even if it's just, even if it's just a tiny bit and that's, you know, that's, that's way out, out proportioned by the anger and rejection and, and feeling of self-satisfaction and having created himself. And, and he could even, he could even acknowledge how silly it is to feel that, but that feeling could still be there. Right, right. I suppose that's a possibility. I mean, leaving leaving anything as miserable as you were is always a difficult choice. I mean, yeah, people stay in jobs that they lonely. hate for 40 years because or that's marriages. all they know. Or marriages. I know that was partially a joke, but it's true. It wasn't at all. No, I people... Yikes. Because that's all they know, and that change is even scarier than spending the rest of your life Absolutely. just wallowing. Absolutely. Fortunately for us, Ian did not settle. He did not stay in the marriage to the church. He was not married to the Catholic Church. He was not married to Jesus. He married himself. That's right. And a flute, and then Jenny Franks, and then... It was a crazy, crazy wedding. Oh, yeah. The honeymoon was just magical. <sighs> so magical. <laughs> so yeah, John Evans piano, really beautiful, really he's really starting to shine. I'm loving it. Martin per usual that when it it kicks in into that that bridge and that's that's really the only part that I feel that Martin really shines. He kind of falls back when Ian starts singing the the verses again, he kind of falls back and it kind of all blends and gets super repetitive. But when it when it comes in right after that piano, it's it's a nice it's a nice. Are you referring to um? <laughs> yes, that. Okay. 
Maybe you can, after playing our versions of all those things, play the actual version so um, people can hear how accurate we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll put you over the top of it. I'll put, actually, I'll layer all of us, and we'll see. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's we're done. I think, you know, there's, I don't know if he was using a different mix or a different guitar for this song, but there's something really, it's got a slightly different sound, Martin's guitar yeah. in this in this song than any of the others. It's like, it's tweaked a little bit. It's like bright, but just bright enough that it starts to flare. Ooh, if that makes any sense it, at all. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Good imagery. Nick. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's there. There's a there's a there's a tension. There's an added tension to the sound. Right, right. And and other than those two, the piano going into that guitar, I feel there's not a whole lot more to really talk about. I feel like Jeffrey Hammond Hammond has by the end of this album learned to play the bass. Oh yeah. He's a real boy now. Success. Yeah. No longer an art student, no longer an interior decorator. Finally, he's a bassist. He's clearly always an art student in his heart. And he's decorating the interior of my heart and imagination. There you go. With his sick bass licks. I mean, his, his passing fair bass licks to begin, but... When I say sick, I don't mean it in the modern context of like, yo, that's sick. I mean like, they're <laughs> Anemic. ill help. <laughs> they need some iron yep and a holiday by the season yeah they needed some sun they need they need a little sun they really to do fortify their soul B. yeah yeah nick a question for you yeah did you ever get into trouble at school mm, no because i was raised <laughs> catholic you said that so you said that so sassily <laughs> I, I did not intend for it to be sassy one bit. I was raised Catholic and was terrified of my father. So I knew going home to to my father with a note from the principal or them having called or something was just wasn't worth was it. Was not an option. Yeah. 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 And and I I that good old Catholic guilt anytime I did anything bad, even if literally everyone else involved thought it inconsequential. I was racked with guilt. To this day, that still happens. You're still, you still feel bad about the book you didn't return to the library on time. Oh no, I always did that for the library. I feel bad about throwing the chess piece <laughs> out the window in fifth grade. Yeah. And my teacher said, if I don't tell my parents about it, She's going to talk about it at parent-teacher conferences later in the week, and if they're surprised, I'll be in trouble. And they're still using a bottle cap for the bishop in that chess set. And I told my parents, and she never brought it up to them in the parent-teacher conferences, so she lied to Whoa. me. Still upset I about that. I just noticed that there there's a daddy long legs in my sound booth. You have daddy issues. Issues, 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 issues. Is that were those all the legs? Was that eight? I think. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna remove, remove them here real quick. Just put them on top. Put them somewhere where Tiki can eat them. 
I don't know if that would be if that's nutritionally approved. <laughs> it doesn't fit into a diet, no. Oh, now he's gone. Oh, he's hiding in a crevice. Dear God. It's not that big. There can't be that many crevices in there. Well, it's the I've got the the foam. Uh-huh. So it's it's nothing but crevices. <laughs> it's crevice all the way down. <sighs> crevices in its crevices. We're God damn it. Never mind. It's just he lives there now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to credit him on the podcast. You're gonna charge him rent. Were you gonna ask me if Did it, you ever get in trouble in school? I have a, a recollection. I don't know I don't know what the consequences of it were. But I recall that I I had at least a stern talking to, perhaps from the principal, because there was a boy who was making fun of a girl who was my friend, and I asked him to stop doing it, and he made some unkind comments about me and her, and so, and I happened to be carrying a very large book under my arm, uh-huh. and I was holding it, I was holding it sort of tucked up into my arm by its bottom corner, and all I did was let the book slip out of my armpit while still hanging onto the bottom corner so that it swung down with great force and caught the young boy right between, <laughs> right in the crotch. And he crumpled. He crumpled like an autumn leaf. <laughs> Went and cried to the teacher and the teacher was was pretty shocked because I was I was a, a, a good I was a good boy. Yeah. But I didn't punt I did I think I think I sort of got away with it because I didn't it's not I didn't punch him. I in, I injured him in such an unusual way. That it that it just had to be an accident, right? I I think there was at least plausible deniability. Okay, fair enough. I also got in trouble once in college because I'd just come back from a semester in Italy mm-hmm. and I I forgot that you're not allowed to like have a beer out on the street even though I was twenty one because you know, in Italy, they, that's, you know, literally all people do. Yeah. You know, it has, it's, it's public intoxication or whatever, yeah. Who said I was intoxicated, Nick? It, it doesn't matter. Who, doesn't matter. Who even, what are you even talking about? I don't even go here. <laughs> yeah, I was on the student council, so I was told that I was setting a bad example. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I, I believe that. I don't believe you. You had the whole damn thing all wrong He's not the kind you have to wind up on So Nick Omen Here we have Here here we Aqualung. here we have <laughs> So that's it for That's Aqualung. Aqualung. I just want to observe, Nick, you know, there are bands who are famous, well-respected, who released only four albums ever. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And here we have Jethro Tull, who four albums in are just getting warmed up. Yeah, it is the very start. And we're just getting warmed up, too. I mean, I think that we've just sort of figured out how to actually do this podcast. I think that's... By the start of Aqualung, I think we really hit our stride. But yeah, yeah, I think we're, I think we 
Oh no. I was going to say, I think our trajectory will be matching Tull the whole way. But, mm, yeah, by the time the mm. 80s hits, who knows what we'll be doing. We'll be speaking through, like, voice modulators and stuff. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should get some... We should auto-tune yeah, auto -tune, our mics right, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the entire... For all of the 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I'm not, I'm not sure I know how to do that. If anyone really wants that to happen... We'll have a special auto-tuned version for the, for the millennials out there. Yeah, if we ever, ever, ever do a Patreon or something, we'll make that, we'll make that a goal or, or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Nick, next week we are, we're going to be looking at some, some tracks off of Living in the Past. That's right. Before people get all up in arms, I just want to say... Living in the Past, the album was released after Thick as a Brick, but we're going to do it before we do Thick as a Brick because the component tracks were recorded beforehand. So anyone who has a problem with it, we hear you, and we are going to ignore your concerns. And I don't want to break up the... the... I don't want to break up either. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so much better now. I don't want to break up the the two like super concept albums either mm, you know i want to yeah. do those those right back to back and i'm i know everybody's champing at the bit to get to thick as a brick it is yes. it is just as iconic as aqualung i'll give you that that being and said in such a different way yeah oh yeah really yeah they they took such a a big bold step and succeeded very well yeah. And it was it was a pretty big risk to to do it. But oh, yeah. I just I just want to say that the songs that we're going to cover from Living in the Past. Living in the Past. A lot of them Omen has never heard before. So you mm. you along with me will be hearing Omen's reactions to these for the first time and that is what I am most excited for. Genuinely so. I'm glad that you have something to look forward to in your life. It's going to be great. And it's, yeah. let's see, it's seven tracks off of Living in the Past. That we're covering. That we're covering. Because Living in the Past was a, a two-disc album. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And just to reiterate, we're not going to cover all of the ones. We're not going to cover all the tracks that are on Living in the Past because right. some of them we have already covered in previous albums. Exactly. Because it was a compilation album. It's only those seven that we will not be seeing anywhere else, including bonus tracks from re-releases. They didn't end up on any of those either. Right. So, something to look forward to. Yeah, so next week we're going to get right into that. It is By Kind Permission Of. Mm. Yeah. We thank you for joining us for this voyage through Aqualung. If you want to support us in our journey, wind up your mechanical computer and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, get get there as quickly as possible because I don't know how, how long the charge lasts on that wind. So uh, try, to, try to get there. Imagine if you had a computer, Nick, that was like one of those medieval organs where you literally have to some you you have to have someone winding the crank as you play it to keep air blowing through it the hurdy-gurdy no i think it's more like a melodion oh okay a melod a melodotron 
A Mellotron. Oh, full circle. Mellotron. <laughs> he's, he's incorporated in our everyday lives now. Until next week, I'm Omen Said. <laughs> and I am Nick McGill. We are Feckless Moms. And this is Talk Tall to Me. My dearest Aqualung, it has been several months for us to be together, and and I just want you to know I've cherished that that time that we've had. But alas, I must go. But always know that you and Talk Tultimi will always be in my heart, and will always be a part of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.